All right, let's continue the show here today. Uh, Lionel Makokotlela, founder of Financial Wise Corner. He's in studio this morning. Lionel, good morning. Thanks for coming in. Thank you very much for having me, Miss Cathy, and good morning to your listeners. Of course, uh, today for our Consumer Matters, we are going to be dealing with understanding credit agreements. And it's such a big one, right? Because often as consumers... What we do, we initial on every page, we sign, and that's it. And then we're surprised when things are not going the way we expect at month end. No, certainly. Uh, it's a very serious one, and it's one of the highest um, um, agreements that actually lends people into debt or mm. become over-indebted. And majority of the uh, reasons as to why people get to be so seduced by it is because the salespeople actually have crafted the art and science of language to a point where it just sounds so good to be true. But in, in so far as it being good to be true, we still go ahead and actually sign the, the documents without fully and uh, really understanding what we're getting ourselves into. Are they are, are they particular credit agreements that um, people tend to find themselves having signed up for more than what they bargain for that create um, you know th- that are more prevalent to creating issues? Certainly, uh, you would find this in your uh, short-term loans. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly, uh, we people sign contracts without necessarily understanding what the contract uh, actually uh, uh, contains. Insofar as the uh, s- uh, extra charges that might actually be levied on a monthly basis, so you'd find that people actually um, uh, find themselves once then the uh, contract now start kicking in, uh, realize that. Uh, but you told me that I'm actually going to be paying fifty rands, but now I actually have to pay three hundred and fifty, and my planning was not actually to pay three hundred and fifty. So how do we go uh, out of this? Then you are told, uh, no, you signed a contract, so this is binding. And uh, the beauty about it is that um, National Credit Regulator is actually looking after the uh, credit uh, sector. So they are actually able to come and intervene if then there is a dispute between yourself and the credit provider. But equally important... What we need to actually uh, be mindful of as consumers is that there is something called reckless lending. And reckless lending is what really uh, most uh, credit providers um, tend to push the boundaries, uh, even though they know that what they're actually doing is uh, against the rules and regulation that govern their sector. They would actually push the, uh, the boundaries just so that actually they can actually get the sales. Because remember, the salesperson has got um, a, a, an employment contract with a credit provider and the credit provider puts pressure on them to actually uh, increase the sales. And now when the actually language of the sales goes to the, uh, to the consumer, it's now decorated. Not everything is actually being disclosed. And as a result, you'd find that most people don't even do credit um, uh, credit assessment just to see if then uh, what you are currently earning versus your monthly obligations and versus then the new contract that you might be entering into. Will you be able to actually afford the monthly installments? You'd find that uh, in most cases that is actually not done. And the law actually goes against such uh, practice because that is actually regarded as reckless lending. And reckless lending, it's very, very much taking um, place in South Africa, especially with some recognized credit providers, but mostly also within the informal sector of the credit um, uh, facility uh, uh, areas. And people are actually over-indebted and people are actually being harassed out there. And uh, this is a very, very serious uh, uh, issue. 
so what are the things then that one needs to look out for? Because um, often, and you talk about reckless lending, but as a consumer, if I'm approaching whichever service provider to try and uh, get some credit, I'm probably in a very difficult, sometimes even very desperate situation. So all I want is to be able to access these funds that I need in the moment. You are quite correct. Um, I understand uh, that uh, people might be desperate, but uh, there are certain uh, rules and regulations that need to be ticked before then the uh, credit gets to be granted to a consumer. So the very first one is actually a detailed financial assessment of then the person, the applicant, uh, who's actually seeking credit. Then the second step is actually ensuring that the person who's actually now applying for credit thoroughly understands what they're getting themselves into. So insofar as that is concerned, we need to make it upon that they actually understand the risk that they might actually getting themselves into by actually signing the contract. Then the cost of the contract, because there are always hidden costs uh, in most of these contracts. So there would be your principal, then your interest, then there would be your service fee. Then in some cases, there might be insurance fee and other fees that might actually not be spoken to you about. But in most cases, we all know that when the contract comes, people don't read it in detail. So we just sign because we just want the money at that point in time. So that on its own, it's actually not acceptable. It's not an acceptable uh, practice that is actually going to be warranted as um, 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 a a win-win situation. It's more of one winning at the the expense of the other. Then the last one is actually entering into a a contract with somebody who's over-indebted. So if already I've got debts that I'm actually um, servicing on a monthly basis and now I'm entering into a new contract that is actually going to put me into even more debt that already signals a reckless lending uh, by, the, by, by, the, by the credit provider. So if that, that's the case, what we can actually do is to take this to court and this is, can actually be done uh, without necessarily having a lawyer. You can actually go to a, a debt counsellor. They can actually go and take the matter to court and uh, the court might actually uh, decide to say you're not going to be paying the interest or they might actually decide to cancel the whole contract or in some cases they might even say that the credit provider was actually reckless and as a result then they that's their laws. So you would actually need to be very much empowered in actually understanding what is it that you got yourself into. What if the credit provider then says you as a consumer were dishonest in your disclosures about income and around how much debt you actually have? That uh, is what most of them are currently using. But as um, uh, credit providers, they actually have uh, systems in place that can actually give you um, records of people's uh, monthly obligations insofar as how much they're earning, insofar as the debts that they're actually servicing on a monthly basis. So that actually argument, it's uh, it's very much baseless because most of them don't even actually go as far as actually doing that credit assessment um, um, uh, research, if I can put it that way. So in that regard, you would just basically have to uh, challenge it on the on the merits of what is actually being uh, brought before uh, the courts uh, in this case, if then we're taking it to the court. Uh, Lionel, realistically, how many, how many of these cases of something like reckless lending actually end up in, in the country's courts? Very few. Mm. And the reason why there are very few is simply because most um, uh, debt, uh, debt counsellors 
they don't really like uh, taking the the administration process of actually preparing files to go to court. But in some cases, if then they see that they, the matter is a little bit complex, they might actually need to hire a lawyer. And in most cases, when people are over indebted, they don't necessarily have the financial muscle to actually hire uh, legal services. Mm -hmm. So there are quite um, a number of well, I've just I know of one uh, a legal clinic that has actually tried to look after its own employees um, uh, down in Cape Town, where they actually hired a legal clinic to actually take uh, the matter to court, and they actually succeeded mm -hmm. uh, in so far as that is concerned. But in in realistic uh, in realistic uh, terms, um, very minimal uh, uh, cases actually end up in court. So, what are the options then that consumers have? Um, when it comes to some of these credit agreements because sometimes it also um, you'll find people who buy cell phones and they say yes. you know um, you, you will selling you the cell phone for X amount yes. you'll pay um, let's say 500 rand for six months yes. what they don't tell you is that after that six month period is done you're now paying 750 rand for that cell phone and now you're like wait I didn't sign up for the 750 rand. We also have it happen a lot with uh, cars that people buy yes. and all sorts of other so-called deals yes. that, that that are offered. So in that case, um, if you don't have the financial muscle, there are institutions that can actually assist you free of charge. Consumer uh, Goods and Services Ombuds was one of the uh, um, uh, um, institutions that we actually spoke about the last time when I was actually on air. Then the other one, uh, insofar as credit uh, is concerned, would be national credit regulators. Uh, you can actually contact them. Their services are free of charge. They would actually be able to investigate uh, because they've got the right to actually do that uh, since it's within their mandate. And uh, if you're not happy with the outcome that the national uh, consumer might actually be giving you in terms of the awarding, you can actually take it one step further. There's what they call the national uh, consumer and uh, the national the consumer national uh, tribunal, where you can actually take your matter there, uh, so that they can actually review it and uh, look at the merits of whatever you are basically submitting to the table of knowledge. Do we find that um, companies are often held accountable, though? for some of these marketing schemes, <laughs> if I can describe, <laughs> if, describe it as such, because it is marketing schemes. True. Uh, some, yes, they are, but it's not published as much as um, what most people are actually going through. And the other reality is that most people are actually going through financial struggles, but they don't talk about them. So if we're to open uh, the lines now and actually ask people to call in, we'll be inundated with calls where people are actually complaining that the agreement that I was told versus what I actually had signed don't actually go hand in hand. But now I'm actually forced because there are even lawyers calling me on a month, uh, on a uh, uh, weekly basis telling me uh, threatening that they are actually going to blacklist me or they are actually going to attach my assets mm -hmm. so those are some of the issues that people actually have to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis but equally important i think what we need to do um in uh, as consumers is to be proactive enough to simply say that if i find myself in such a situation who can i actually tend my uh, attend to so that i can actually try to uh, deal with the situation and uh, 
be able to to live a normal life mm-hmm. as opposed to a stressful life because this stressful life actually affects families mm-hmm. and not only families but it also affects the fiber of our communities mm-hmm. not only our communities it also affects our workplace and not only our workplace but our marriages so mm-hmm. that whole uh, ecosystem needs mm-hmm. to be taken into account yeah, yeah. I, I mean at some point you know People don't want to answer calls from numbers they don't know. Pri- Certainly. But private numbers, it's like, no, I, I'm, I'm not going to pick this up because there might be bad news on the other side. Certainly. But, but remember, the reason why they don't want to, it's psychological because mm. already there is a trauma. Mm. The mere fact that the unknown number might be calling, now the trauma is triggered to simply say, hmm, I might, this might be ex-credit provider because I actually owe them or this might be so and so because I owe them and now they might be wanting their money. Let me go to Patrick Mshongo calling us from Pine Town. Good morning. Good morning, Kate. How are you? I'm all right. I Thank ju- you. I just want to find out from this gentleman. I'm glad uh, he's in the studio. Is it true that when you have gone through this process of uh, debt what? Debt counseling. Debt counseling. Even if when you finish paying off your debt, when you, it has been arranged by debt, you are going to struggle for the next five years to have any credit. No. Uh, you are being listed as a person who has been there. Once you have been there, it's like you have been to hell. Nobody likes you. No, um, it's not true. What actually happens is that uh, even if you are not actually finished with all your debts, they gets to a point where then your debt counselor would do an assessment to simply say that, would you be able to now afford uh, paying, let's say, out of the five that you actually paid three and you are left with two, you can actually go off debt counseling and still live a normal life where you are actually servicing the two um, uh, 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 debts that you might uh, be having. But equally important, what is actually going to happen is that you you are going to be getting a certificate in terms of then the debts that you've actually paid, the three debts uh, in this uh, in the example that I just gave, that you've actually paid for. And um, any normal credit provider would actually still take you on. So it, it doesn't necessarily say you are blacklisted. But, but they view you in a negative light if you have been through that process. I think it might be maybe socially, but in most cases, uh, from a professional point of view, no, it shouldn't be. Okay, thank yes. you so much. Sir. All, All, right. Pleasure, sir. All right, Patrick, thanks for that call. It sounds to me, um, Lionel, that it might also have to do with the quality uh, or, or the kind of debt counsellor that, that you have. Certainly, uh, but I think it's it's like going to a doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go to a doctor, but in some cases you get diagnosed. People are scared to ask questions because of uh, the unknown. Either maybe the person that you're dealing with, you are not comfortable enough to actually disclose everything, or you feel that their demeanor is very much close to a point where you don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. to actually express each and every little thing that you probably are having or going through on, your, on, a, on a daily basis or monthly basis. Mm-hmm. But that being said, people need to be empowered to simply now speak the truth. And if somebody is, like if a debt counselor ill-treats you or mistreats you in any form or shape, you have the right to go and complain at National Credit Regulator, who actually oversees creditors as well as debt counselors. And they would actually be able to um, uh, institute a disciplinary hearing and try to really listen to your side of the story versus their side of the story and make a ruling on that. Okay. Um, let me let me see how much time we have. Okay. Um, let's take one voice note because we're running out of time uh, for the segment. All right. Let's listen to this particular listener. Okay. Good morning, Kathy. It's Lennon. Kathy, I just want to find out something here from your guest. If you, you, you 
took out a, a, a personal loan, for, loan from the bank. And then on, upon your repayment, only you only discover that the amount that you're going to be paying back is going to be even more than the amount of what you, request, you requested or you acquired from the bank. Say you t took 100,000 rent, and uh, upon on your repayment, you find that uh, on repaying that amount, you, you have uh, paid interest of equal to 140, 150,000, more than what you, are, you, you acquired or the money that you are given. Is it possible, Lennon? It is very much possible. Uh, what normally happens is that most of these contr uh, contracts, they actually have other costs attached to it. So most of the time, people are told there's going to be 10 rand loan that I'm going to give you. Then there's going to be interest, maybe 5%. But failing to take into account that there's going to be service fee, there might be insurance that you actually had signed up for, there might be other costs that you actually had signed up for. But given the fact that you did not actually familiarize yourself with the contract, that you would find that you're binding yourself to a contract that is not actually favorable to your financial situation or the challenges that you're facing. In that case, you can still challenge it to simply say, but you should have actually disclosed everything to me. And in most cases, I would actually try to empower our listeners to simply go out and really request a quotation before you sign a contract. Mm -hmm. So that the quotation can actually outline all the costs that are actually going to be binding once the contract uh, gets to be activated. And once that is actually done, you then can actually make an informed decision because most of the time people are making decisions based on false information that they've actually been uh, given. False in a sense that there is omission of critical information that consumers ought to be given. Uh, and of course, uh, there's, there's always got to be attention paid to that interest rate, right? Certainly. Which is often overlooked by many consumers. Certainly. But also equally important, we need to understand that the, uh, the economical cycle, when it changes, let's say the repo rate were to increase, then the interest would actually go up. And then your payment would actually now have to be uh, increased as a result. But once you are, uh, let's say, if uh, there's, uh, you are under debt counseling, that segment, uh, let's say then the, the monthly repayment gets to be fixed. So you mm -hmm. are protected from that point of view. All right. Yes. Lionel Makokotlela, we're going to uh, leave it there for today. He's, of course, the founder of Financial Wise Corner. You can expect more from him right here on The Talking Point. For now, it's 11 o'clock and Musa has your latest news.